Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Welcome to the podcast. You're here. I know. Thanks for being here. We're excited to have Thanks you. Thanks for giving us your ears. I know. It's so good. I, before we get started, I did want to mention, if you've been listening lately and been loving what your ears are hearing, I'd love if you'd go leave us a review over on iTunes. Yeah. If your ears were like, girl, thank you for that, then tell us. Exactly. And maybe one day we'll give you a shout out somewhere. <laughs> Maybe one day, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, we'll see it and know who you are and then know your handle and then tag you over there. Yeah. If all of those things happen, you're welcome. No, but seriously, it does help the show a lot. And yeah, go leave a review and then go like post on stories that you're listening because we do screenshot and share those. Those are super easy for us to share. Yeah. Yeah. So go tell us what you're doing while you're listening. For reals. So this episode came to be because I was listening to a podcast recently and the host was talking about that she was from the Midwest and had since moved to California, which I feel like story of my life. Everyone I know lives in California. Everyone I know and love. And so she was talking about and debating with her spouse, whether living in a certain location made the possibility of being more successful a possibility. That that sounded crazy, but you know, there's a lot of possibilities in that sentence. But like, (laughs) where you live ultimately matter to the future success of your business. And Emily and I started talking about this. Now it could have been a whole conversation, but we decided to bring you in on it because Mm -hmm. we think there's a lot of things that y'all say and do and we just want to discuss openly do those things ultimately matter in the future success of you and your business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes no maybe we're here to talk about it yes no maybe we're here to break down all of those options so my yes that i will bring to the table is when 
your so not when it necessarily comes to to business success, but if you are like in a certain industry, there are certain parts of the country or the world that are more beneficial for you to live in for that to be successful. But I think for so that's not what we're talking about today. The like if you want to be a dairy farmer, like don't do it in Chicago, right? That doesn't make any sense. But we're talking about online business where the internet is around the globe. It's not everywhere, but it's in a lot of places. Does you living in California versus Missouri have an effect on the growth or success of that online business? Now, here's the thing that I thought was super interesting and wanted to bring up because Emily and I could both definitely just say no and move on, but (laughs) no. Okay. That's the end of this episode. (laughs) But the thing that she brought up, which I felt like was super interesting was not only do you have certain connections based on where you live, but you're surrounded by people with certain attitudes based on where you live. So in California, there tends to be more is more and like, like go drive a Tesla because you're, you're awesome. You're going to piss off a lot of people in California. Probably. <laughs> it's fine. I love you. I do want to drive a Tesla, but that has nothing to do well, with this episode. Our friend Parker Stevenson has seven Teslas. So, <laughs> and he lives in California. He's like the definition of a Tesla owner. Tesling, Tesla owning Californian. He's going to kill you. Anyway, <laughs> it's so windy here. Anyway, <laughs> inside jokes are great. Um, but here, there is this mentality. Missouri, by the way. Yeah, here is in the Midwest, but specifically Kansas City. I feel like often people are humble about their money. Like, sure, people can live in super nice houses, but I feel like the culture has made it a hush-hush scenario. Like, you don't talk about having money or having things, I feel like. And it's... No, I, I would agree to that. In general, there is so much diversity in, like, the cash. Like, so... There's people who are surgeons making buku bucks, and then literally two blocks away, there are people with like nothing. Mm-hmm. I, and it's well, a- and right down the street from where I live, there's like a block of Section Eight and a block of historical mansions. Yeah, exactly. Right next to each other, a hundred percent. And so I feel like because of that, there's a weird culture here in that if you talk about money, you're like kind of prissy and a little bit Bragtown. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like that's not acceptable mm-hmm. in the culture here. Mm-hmm. But online, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little bit different. Right. right. Well, and I think here, if you're so if you're not talking about money as your definition of a success. You're showing it in other ways, like what part of town you live in, what school your kids go to, like what kind of car you drive or whatever. But if you have a business online and you define your success financially, then you're probably leaning more into that in your online persona than you do with your family or, you know, the dinner club you're in or whatever, right? Because you almost feel like you have to hide it a little. Right, right, right. Because... I I say this to Abby often where 
you know, we're, we're out and about or I'm somewhere and someone asks, you know, what do I do? And this came up recently at an event where a, a lot of big Kansas City leaders were at this event. I was helped putting this event on for, um, for a nonprofit that I work for. And I mean, we're talking like mayors and people who are sitting on the board of multi-million dollar companies like Kansas City Staples, hospitals, like really big, important people. And someone asks, what do I do? What, it is, what, what do you do for a living? And I feel like that is a conversation in the Midwest, especially because I can't speak for anywhere else. I've never lived anywhere but the Midwest. That That is the definition of, are you successful or are you not? What is your job, right? And so well, I struggle with how to answer that because I've gone back and forth from saying I own my own business to I'm an entrepreneur to I'm an online educator to I'm the co-founder of and I'll kind of explain. And Abby and I were talking about how like, well, maybe we should literally just start introducing ourselves as the CEO of an online education company, because that's what we are, right? But so I was telling Abby how, okay, if I say that, or if I say business owner or founder, to me, that doesn't put me in the same kind of playing field as some of these other key players in Kansas City. And I'm not saying but I, I'm not saying I'm like in the same playing field as the CEO of like Halls in Kansas City that's been around for decades. Like that's not what I'm saying. But I'm like the CEO of a pretty successful company, right? So I've told Abby that I want to follow up my, well, I own my own business that makes as much money last year. <laughs> that like, and I say this financial number, so they take it seriously. But so then I have conversations of like, okay, why do I feel like I need to do that? And why do I feel like I need to put the fact that we, you know, made a half a million dollars last year to not to prove to these people, but to be like, well, I don't just own my own like small business. It's like this kind of small business. And so it's definitely more introspective thinking. I'm I'm not saying one is better than the other, but I think that is interesting to ask yourself. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think coming up with your elevator pitch, I've changed it 45 million times. Uh, Yes. But I think my new one and the one I'm going to stick with for a while will be, I am the CEO of an online education company. Mm -hmm. Because that sounds the Mm -hmm. most like a accurate, but prestigious, like before I said, well, I own a blog and like, I talk about small business. I'm a Kansas City blogger. (laughs) Like it just doesn't, it doesn't. What does it mean when we think that that doesn't sound prestigious? I know. I know. I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) but one of the things, So, so I remember earlier on in our adventures to online owning an online business we convinced ourselves pretty heavily that being successful had to do with who you knew in the online business world i did anyway i don't know if emily did okay let me think let me work through my my mindset a little bit around this because at first I was like no I didn't yes you did but I'm wondering if I'm reacting that way because I actually did yeah I think you did I think so too because I mean we literally would have conversations like 
almost like gossipy high school style. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Oh my God, did you know so-and-so is friends with so-and-so? And that is why she is making so much moolah. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she got shared on this thing and then she was on this podcast and that was picked we up. Would by like, this, like, literally we would like pick these people's lives apart yep. to figure out who they knew. And yep. I mean, now I'm like, that's really goofy and juvenile, but that's what I kept saying to myself. And I'm like, yeah. I have to go in my head. I didn't say this out loud ever, but I'm like, I need to go impress so-and-so so that I can meet yep. all of these people. Yep. And we tried to do that. I know. We tried to impress some of the people we thought, like if they weren't the people who was, you know, if you're trying to get to Oprah, you don't start at Oprah, right? Yeah. You got to like make your way through some of the people to get to Gail, to get to Stedman, to get to Oprah, right? And so who were our Gails? And so we were finding those oh, people and I trying could, to- I couldn't name Gails. I'm not going to. No, 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 no. That's not the point. The point was the behavior was and the, the point behavior. was why we were doing mm-hmm. that. And it's not like it doesn't have anything. No, Cause no. here's the, here's the thing. We sucked at it. <laughs> we, uh, and, and she says like past tense. Like, I think if we still were to do that, we would continue to suck at that. Yeah, we're really bad because at- it doesn't mm-hmm. feel real. No. Well, and I think what we realize we're the type of people that, will kind of just jump to figure out how to make that thing work regardless. If you're that type of personality, getting a door opened from a gale isn't actually going to benefit you. I mean, it could, but I don't know. There has- I think we're more the type of people that want to build our own door to open it and walk through it than to even see the opportunities or want to work really hard because you still have to work hard to meet the gales. Like that's a hard work. That's almost a full-time job to try to like befriend those type of people, figure out who they are, collaborate with them, work with them real or fake. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Doing it period takes a lot of work. And I think we decided I would rather spend that energy working on building our own Gail or being Gail than befriending her. Yes, but I still find myself doing these patterns and not the same like way or with the same like oomph that it was before. But like, for instance, you see another influencer at a mastermind and then they tag all the people in the room and then you find yourself following all the people in the room and then... One of those people ends up on Forbes and then one of those people ends up on like live with Kelly and whoever her partner is these days. And you're like, is it still Kelly and Michael? It might be. But I just found myself doing that literally like very recently. And I'm like, really? Yes. And it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't that I was picking apart who they knew at this point. I think it was almost to be like, do I need to know who these people are? Because these people I do think are important know these people. And I think it's super funny. And this is this is something that we've personally talked about. I, I feel like is still a positive in our working relationship, even though we're on opposite ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. where you might still have those thoughts. And some of those thoughts might like... That's fine. Okay, who is that person that I would like to know that person? It's good to want to know other successful yeah, people in your sure. industry. That is not a bad no. thing. I'm not saying it is. My anxiety and my type of introversion and my 
social anxiety specifically is I never, ever, ever want to meet like getting even the thought around making an effort to going to the places or doing the things, sending the email, making the call, showing up at the event, speaking at the thing to meet that person makes me sick to my stomach, like cannot do it, don't want any part of it. And so my thought process is then like, don't need them because I don't want to take the effort to meet them because it makes me anxious. So I tell myself I don't need them or want to know them. So I'm just going to do my own thing over here, which is great for business because then you work really hard over here and you do amazing things without that kind of leverage. But I'm not like, we all need people to help us like lift us up no matter where you are. Like that is a fact. (laughs) It's really interesting to hear like your side of this because I'm so like, nope, don't want to be any part of that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting because I mean, it has benefited me in some ways because then I start following new podcasts that I hadn't heard of before, but apparently everyone else on the planet has (laughs) stuff like that. And that said, we <laughs> we have very successfully not known anyone and gotten this far. I could list off the people I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that you probably think that we know that we do not know. Exactly. The amount of people we do not know could fit in my closet. Like <laughs> or that we do so know so many I'm confused. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just not a thing. Yeah. And I'm good with it. I know I I feel like you would want to know some more people uh, also because you're just a lot nosier than I am in the sense of like, I'm nosy and I want to know your life, but like not because just because I literally want to know what you do in your life, but not because I think that that's going to be the thing that's unlocking my next level yeah, or whatever. I think at this point, it's not about trying to like skip levels and like jump ahead. Like I think I'm doing it more from a place of if they're paying attention to these people, like why? And and right. trying to figure out what cool things they're doing. Because I do feel like we were living in a bubble for a long time. Oh, for sure. And for so sure. getting well, outside but of here's that. the thing I yeah, here's the thing I think too though, is We all have those people where we're looking from the outside in, like, for example, that mastermind that you're, you're picturing or you're thinking of, um, where we're like, oh my God, industry leaders follow all the people. How do they know each other? I need to know someone to get into that room or whatever. Like we all have that same version of who like we're looking at. Like some people might think that of us or when we talk about our masterminds that we're in or wanting to know who's in the room or whatever. Like we all have that same version. But what I think is funny is that when you are in your own group and you think, okay, someone else might be looking at this group thinking, oh my God, who are they? And you're thinking, okay, well, how did we form this group? How did we get together? And nine times out of 10, it just happens by chance. Like it's not because some like internet algorithm was like, oh, industry leader, industry leader, you guys should be friends. It just happens. Things just fall into place. And you just get into a room of people where you're like, oh, okay, we're all doing great things. Awesome. I think sometimes we think that that's more intentional on their Mm -hmm. part than it truly is. Yeah, like our coach. Uh, I became friends with our coach because we were both being bullied. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like... On the internet, yeah. So that's a thing. So yeah. the next one. So thanks, person who made that nasty comment on Facebook. <laughs> you made us a lot of money, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you. Now, this next thing, I feel like I have never thought this was the key. And I just work really hard. 
So I feel like there are some of you that are like, I have to be the smartest person and know all of these things in order to be successful. I've never thought that. I Me, me neither. Because I always remember my dad's like, my dad saying, figure it out. Just, fig- just yeah. figure it out. Figure it out. You, you, you can figure it out. You don't need my help. Yeah. He would tell me that all the time. Yeah. You don't need my help. You can figure it out. Brian said that to Penelope the other day. She was trying to get off the rocking chair and she was doing her like grunting noise. And he said, you don't need my help. You can get down. And I'm like, help her. Like ask her if she needs your help. Just be there to help her if she needs it. And he's like, no, she's done it before. So clearly she can do it. She doesn't need my help. And I was like, but she's a baby. I know. Well, I remember my dad doing it uh, because I'm a terrible speller. Terrible speller. And I would ask him, I'd be like, hey. You're still a I, terrible I know. speller. That's so funny. It never, it never happened. I never caught on to this. Well, me and math. You make up in math what I make up in spelling. Okay, it's fine. Uh, but I, I would say to my dad all the time, dad, how do you spell this word? And he'd say, I'm not going to tell you, you have to look it up. And back then, there was no internet. In the encyclopedia. There was no internet. So I was getting out the dictionary. The dictionary. <laughs> and struggling. <laughs> struggling hardcore. Because I can't spell yeah. it all. You can't say, hey, Siri, how do you spell? <laughs> exactly. That's not a thing. Or you can't go to Google and misspell it and have it autocorrect for uh-huh. you. And they're like, do you mean... that's how I survive now, is typing oh, yeah. what I think yeah. I, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I've been the same way where I relish in the fact that I do not want to be the smartest person in the room. I love learning. I love listening to other people that know amazing things. I want to be taught things. I like actively learn all of the time, whether that be for our business or just like how to cook something new, right? Or just whatever. So I've always been the person that's just like, even if it's not right, because that's also the cool thing about online business. Like there's very rarely a right or wrong way to do something. It's just your way or the way that's working. Right. No, for sure. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. 
With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Now, speaking of the right or wrong way, I feel like the next piece influences a bunch of people. Shocking, because influencers are telling them things about business and life and things they should buy and all this stuff. And you guys are being manipulated. (laughs) Now, sometimes I will say the things influencers are recommending are genuinely awesome. But they're also not like the key to your success. I remember early on, you know, back when there was a webinar about like lead pages and convert kit and click funnels and like like literally every day you saw somebody's ad for like one of those. I'm not saying those are the only three, but like just insert tool for your business. Software yeah, here. exactly. Yeah. There was always a webinar going on. And so often, I would hear even our students say, well, so and so said I need this to do this. No, when someone tells you that they're lying to you, we don't even say that. Like, because here's the thing, how we say like, because we sell courses, like we're not going to get around the fact that we sell you stuff that's going to like could help you be better in business, but it's only going to work if you actually implement it. Like you could be armed with all of the best softwares and tools and courses, and they could be given to you for free, or you could have all the money in the world. And if you're not going to actually implement and learn from them and customize them in a way that's going to work for your business, you're still not going to be successful with them, period. So like the tool itself doesn't matter. It's how you Mm -hmm. use it. No, for sure. And I think that just leads into what other people are saying. Like customers, like even if you're getting the best reviews on the planet, it doesn't mean that business is raking in the dough. Like, 
Oh, right. Like, oh, no. I've seen no. businesses that like have crazy, amazing customer reviews. They get featured here. They get put here. And then they have to shut their doors because their sales are not matching their publicity or what their customers are saying at all. Yeah. Well, and I think even... I don't necessarily know what category this would fall under, but the exact opposite. So I came into, got made aware of a business yesterday by a friend's comment on Facebook or whatever. So I looked him up on Instagram. They were selling a a kid-based product. And I looked him up and their Instagram feed was beautiful. Like pictures of their product were great. So I clicked their link tree. I headed to their website and their website was like not very user-friendly. The pictures weren't great there. It was not categorized very well at all. And I go to like order some of the stuff and a lot of the stuff is sold out or just like you try to click to buy and add to your cart and then you get an error message. Like the whole site was just like not great. And so then I go back to their Instagram to be like, okay, well, maybe they're talking about when some of the stuff is going to come back in stock or maybe they talk about whatever, right? Just some more reassurance that if I do buy from them, I'm actually going to get my product. Because at that point I was like, I don't even know if I should buy from them with how all of this is set up because I don't even know if they have it to send me. What if they're actually sold out over here? So I go back and look at some of their pictures and I cannot tell you the last time they responded to a customer's question on Instagram. They were posting every day, but someone was like, are these... So they posted a picture of a type of product that was marked as sold out on their website. And they posted it like yesterday. And someone said, well, these have been sold out on your website for a while. Does this picture mean they're back in stock? No response. So then that same customer commented again and was like, or any of the other ones that are in this line, no response. So I'm like, you could be getting maybe bragged about on Facebook or social media or whatever by people who are buying from you when your stuff is there. But if you're not following through and like being trustful to people who aren't familiar with you, it ain't gonna work. Mm -hmm. So I didn't buy anything. And I was, where I thought you were going was when... You never hear anything, but they're like secretly millionaires. Because I I do think there are businesses that you just don't hear much about. They're just doing their own thing and they're raking it in. Well, yeah, there's one who I know we, we follow on Instagram. They sell courses. And I think they posted their first Instagram post this week from in five months. Their first post in five months. And it gets a shit ton of likes and a shit ton of comments. And I know they're making uh, like very, very great money. And it's just so funny of how some people like aren't flashing in your face all the time. They're just doing their thing. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. It like any of this stuff, like it, it could, I'm not saying it can't influence the success, but it's not the reason. Now the next one Again, like people talk all the time about this overnight success. They just went from this to this. And oh my gosh, it was so crazy and blah, blah, blah. You do not know that person's life. We've said it once. We'll say it a million times. But you don't know if they ran seven businesses before and have all this experience. You don't know if, you know, they... They watched their dad do it for 25 years. Maybe they got an investor right off the bat and were able to make like different decisions from the beginning. Or maybe they maybe they had like a previous <laughs> career that's unrelated, but just taught them a bunch of stuff. Like 
I mean, I think about us and people are like, oh, like, how did you grow so quickly? And I was like, well, well, the business I was growing for five years before. (laughs) Yeah, not only that, but like, I work for million dollar and billion dollar companies and like had a lot of branding experience and you had a lot of photography experience. And we didn't have to hire anyone to do any of that because we knew how to do that. And so just you don't know all of the previous stuff that went into it at all. So I wish y'all would stop thinking and blaming. Well, and the thing that I've heard also is, okay, if we know someone for this type of business and then they pivot to another type, they're like, oh, well, they're only successful in that type because their other business was successful. And it like led them. I'm like, Growing a second business that's even a little bit different from what you're currently doing is hard. It's very hard. (laughs) I I speak from experience. (laughs) It's doable, but and you have a leg up because you've done it before, but it's still stressful. You still go through all the motions. You still start at zero. It's it's not easy. (sighs) Money. Tell me about money, Emily. Oh, my God. The amount of people who are like, okay, if I just go buy all of this product and have an amazing stock of stuff, then then I will be successful. If if I have all of this money to invest in these softwares, programs, courses, website, branding, photography, all of the things, then that's the thing that's going to make me money. If I start ads immediately and have this big budget. Mm-mm. The money is irrelevant. Mm-mm. I mean, sure, it can fast paced some things, but not necessarily like it's not guaranteed. No, it's not. Money is not irrelevant, but it's not the yes. detriment yes. to your success if exactly. you don't have it. A hundred percent. Period. We, I started my first business with not even a DSLR, like the grade up from a point and shoot camera that I got for 500 bucks at Sam's Club while we were paying off over $30,000 worth of student loans. We had just gotten married, just bought a house, only had one full-time consistent income, like macaroni and cheese for dinner, eating at my Nana's all the time so we could get an actual meal, right? Started my business with that. So don't. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Don't. When you don't come from money, I think it makes it really easy to blame it. Yes. A hundred percent. It also gives you this weird, like if you're constantly blaming it, then it makes it way harder to earn it too. Yep. Well, and I feel like, like we forget how time works sometimes. Like you look at other businesses and I know our own students have said this about us about like, well, you have this giant team and oh my God, you're spending so much on your email service provider every month or this over here. I'm like, yeah, because we can afford it now. We didn't do this at at the beginning. We didn't have a team at the beginning. Like you have to remember where we came from and where we grew this business. It did not start like this. Well, in time, time heals all wounds. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that saying before. I have. I just don't know how it's applicable to this right now. But anyway, time, like... You just don't know how long they were swirling before. Like it could feel really overnight or it could feel really instant to you. Maybe because you started following them five years into it, three years into it. Yeah. We're an overnight success five years in the making. Yeah. I feel like way longer than that. 
Oh, well, that's literally from when we graduated to then growing this thing. I could talk to you about when I was seven selling chalk rocks at the end of my driveway. Girl, we've been out of college for seven years, not five. No, from when we were Uh, building, like from college to like, okay, this is TCC. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's what I meant. Yeah. Time, everything. This is my, this is my, the thing I want to punch most people about. (laughs) Everything else, I'm like, okay, like, what's your case? I'll hear you out. This one, I'm like, motion denied. Motion denied. denied. Tell me why. You, because the amount of people who I have heard who are amazingly successful and moderately successful with just a couple of hours a day or a week are outstanding. So I went to a mastermind earlier this year and I was sitting in a room with a bunch of women who are moms who own their own business. And one of the women there was a brand new baby business. Like her business was six months old, something like that. And she broke down the stuff that had happened already that year. And what was so funny is that her first going, you know, going into her first whole year of business mirrored ours exactly. Like I started doing this thing and then people were asking me about it. So I I wanted to make this course, but then I sold it first. And so then I dripped it and it was $47. And then I'm thinking about raising the price. I mean, like exactly what we were doing at the very beginning of our business. And so I felt really connected to her. And so then she shared, and I have about, oh, probably less than 12 hours a week to work on it here. And it's less than that when she actually told us, here's the time frame that this woman works on her business every single day. She only has childcare from 9 to 11.30 in the morning. So that includes waking up, getting her kid fed and ready, taking her kid to the childcare place, going back home or to a coffee shop, working, and then going to pick up her kid from 9 to 11.30. And she is bringing in consistent clients, creating a course that's selling out and raising her prices and like, doing amazing stuff. So when I heard that, I had already believed that like time is the biggest bullshit excuse we all throw out there. And then I heard her and I was like, and that's why I think that because you can have a fucking chronic illness. You can have your brain explode like Abby. You can have a kid. You can have all of these other things and you get to choose. You have the power of how you spend your time. Sometimes Some days you're not going to be able to spend the time that you want, or you're physically going to be incapable. Who cares? Get over it, move on, do better next day or the next hour or the next week. I don't care, but don't use that Mm -hmm. as an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes to all of that. Now, I, I will say this next one. I agree that this determines some of your success. This is the only thing that determines yes. your success. If you don't try, like it's just not going to happen. If you don't put effort into it. But if yeah. you try, even in the two hours you do have or the 30 minutes you do have, yeah. if you focus, focus and effort are like the only two things you have to have. To make this thing work. Yep. Because we tried really hard. And I don't try as hard now, but I don't have to anymore because... Right. Because we've set up systems. We've done the hard work. You don't have to do that intense hustle focus forever. That's the point. But if you do not... And what I mean by hustle, I'm not saying working 18 uh -uh. hours a day. That's not what I'm saying. 
I'm saying hustle focus as in don't be distracted by Facebook when you should be like doing money making activities. Don't be distracted by the latest sparkly squirrel when you should be doing money making mm-hmm. activities, right? It's that it's that effort. The effort isn't necessarily you doing the thing or like how hard you're working. The effort is in you deciding how you're spending mm-hmm. your time. For sure. It's hard to say no oh, to yeah. stuff. It's so hard. I but Sacrifice now so you can relish in all the fun things later. I will say I'm very proud of our two years ago self. Oh, I want to pat her on the back. It's never going to be easier than it is Mm -hmm. right now, period. If we had not hustle focused like that two years ago, we would A, not have the business that we have, but we would literally be incapable of working oh, like that impossible. today. The, what we did then is literally impossible now. And we can't go back. Like, because yep. you just never know. Like, you don't know if you're going to get sick. You don't know if you're going to get in a car accident. I, I hate to say it, but you don't know if you're going to get knocked up. Like, I mean, you do, you do know that you could get knocked up. Let's talk about what <laughs> makes babies. But like, for real, like things change. You don't know if your spouse is going to lose their job. Like there's no time yep. but now to take harness of your abilities because they could be taken mm-hmm. away from you at any time. I feel like that should be one of those cheesy posters that has like the sunset and the bicycle. There is no time but now to harness your powers. <laughs> One of those inspirational oh, posters. I don't like know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. This last one, we did not feel comfortable saying until one of yeah, us had I couldn't, a kid. I couldn't, I couldn't put this out as an excuse until you mm-hmm. made my mama. Because mm-hmm. we both believed this yep. pre-kid, but we had to yes. like be proven. Right. That people use their kids as an excuse for why they're not seeing the success that they want to see. Because a lot of it goes hand in hand with time. Like, oh, because of the kids, I don't have the time, right? Or I'm mentally drained or I'm exhausted or I'm constantly busy or whatever. And I, all of those things are true. I'm not saying that you're not drained, that you're not drowning in laundry, that you have little time. I'm not saying any of that stuff is not true. But again, it's how you're deciding to use either the time that you have or the energy that you have, or before you can even say, okay, well, I should just start using this time more wisely. How can we get Mm -hmm. you more time? How can we outsource the laundry so that's not a stress for you? How can we do, how can we take care of some of those things so you can Mm -hmm. do X, Y, Z? I'm not saying you can do it with all that shit swirling around, but you can take control of the situation. I think it's so much easier to just blame and move on, you know, and for a good chunk of it in the beginning, I felt like you had more time than I did, which was stupid. Like you had a baby at home and I was like, but I'm at the doctor like eight hours a day some days. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was funny. For for my maternity leave, I was working more than Which Abby. And I'm not saying like, no. this is not a dis. I did not have to heal on my maternity leave. Yes. So like, let me say that I did not give birth to my daughter. So I, please, for the sake of your vagina, heal you thyself, right? So yeah. take your time, take a break, do the things. I'm not saying don't do any of that. But what I am saying is let's not use these glorious miniature humans as a reason for us to not do amazing shit. Use it, use them as Mm -hmm. the because. Use them as the, okay, well, I can be this productive during this nap time because that's what I've got, 
right? And this is a whole, like leading into a whole nother conversation. But if you have an hour for nap time, you do not have to spend that hour doing laundry. You do not have to spend that hour cleaning your house. You do not have to spend that hour, you know, cooking, paying bills, doing whatever. All of that stuff is outsourceable mm-hmm. or systemable, mm-hmm. right? No, for sure. I, I know oftentimes we feel guilty for like needing or feeling like we have to fill that time mm-hmm. with other stuff. And if that's not stuff you want to fill it with, you don't have no, to. You get to make a choice. Now, all of the things we've mentioned today, and I'm sure many more, are used as excuses. There are things in here that we've talked about that can influence you, that can make a difference, but they are not to your detriment or to your profitability. You get to use these things to your advantage sometimes. And other times you just need to tell yourself it doesn't matter. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.